Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn. Welcome to Talk Money here on AM 990. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. Jim, good morning. Good morning, sir. It is a wonderful Friday, and uh, we've got a just jam-packed program today. We've got one of those that uh, kind of tell our listeners, I mean, sit back, get relaxed, because it's uh, we're going to cover some very, 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 very important things about not only just how do you, what kind of insurances do you buy with your homeowners, your car insurance? How do you protect your family? Because everybody's got that story that, I mean, you know, something happened. I did this years ago. I mean, this has been probably 30 years ago. I had a small accident. I mean, I drove off. Right. The other person drove off, and I ran into the backup. It was my fault. I find that hard to believe. Oh, it was. It was my fault. <laughs> totally. Now, I got a long excuse why it happened, <laughs> right. but it was my fault. And, you know, I said, okay, fine. Well, you know, about uh, a year later, all of a sudden at 6 o'clock in the morning, I get this knock on the door. I go to the door, and this guy in a nice uniform said uh, something about sheriff's department, hands me a stack of papers about six inches thick. And he says, you've been served. And I said, for what? <laughs> you know, he said, you had an automobile accident a year ago. And I said, well, sure, yeah. He said, well, they've sued you. And so I said, okay, you know, and now, of course, State Farm, I called my agent, State Farm agent, and I said, hey, uh, I'm being sued. And he said, okay, what do you want to do? And we went through the process, and guess what? He said, you probably ought to hire your own attorney because <laughs> my limit was a certain amount. And he said, right. you might, might want to do that. Now, I never heard another word about it. It was never went away. I don't know what happened. They never called me and said, don't, you know. But, hey, that's what happens to us. So we're going to talk about that in the first half of the program. This is incredibly important information for anybody who drives a car that's and anybody who doesn't drive a car. Who, who rides in a who car? Who rides in a car? <laughs> that's anybody right. Who has so that's going to be what we got. David Peel is going to be with us with an attorney. And, uh, and then we've also got Chris Ford from State Farm. We're going to talk Ford's to us a little bit about the practical aspects Absolutely. of insurance. And the second half of the program, understanding that one out of five men between the ages of 30 and 35 become more, one out of five, more longer disabled than they do dying, obviously, before their age of retirement. So we're going to talk about retirement and we're going to talk about disability insurance and why it's so critically important for young people. Jacob Norman's with us. A uh, young guy works with a lot of young people. Why it's important for that age group to have disability insurance? I think that's going to be some great information. Of course, we saw a historic date uh, coming up, or it just came up a recently. Happy birthday date! <laughs> I mean, and I'm not singing happy birthday. No, either. we're not singing happy birthday. No, for this but one. the Dow Industrial Average is 118 was 118 years old this past week, May the 26th. What's the oldest? What's the oh? There's only one. There's only one, and I don't know what it is. That's still there. Well, I googled it and looked. <laughs> now I meant to and forgot. <laughs> figured, but I knew. See, that's the smart guy in the bunch. That's right. right. That's the researcher right there. <laughs> right there. Uh, General Electric. 
is the oldest. Now they were. I thought it might be G. It was a, a period of time when we went to the 20th century, just just right there at the beginning right. of 19, the early 1900s. It stepped out, they pushed it out, and they brought it back. And so it not the continuous, but it was there originally in uh, in uh, 1896. Because the Dow is one of those index, uh, indexes that we watch a lot. You know, made up of 30 stocks, 30 big, you know, large cap blue chip stocks. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been reading this book called The History of Wall Street, and uh, you know. The the first first journal papers came out early, just a little bit past that, and it was two pages long. <laughs> you know, but it but it was but it was helping people to get some sense of what was happening on Wall Street. But it's the Wall Street Journal. We've come a long way from the you know the inception of the Dow to high frequency trading I, and everything I else that we've got going on now. Finished, it's just uh, about finished the book, and I'm right into the periods of 2008 and 2009. So interesting book. By and the way. we saw one other number this week that I wanted to mention quickly. You know, we saw the second revision to first quarter GDP. Of course, growth was revised down to negative 1%. But unemployment... Uh, you know, the unemployment number is looking a little bit better. The mm-hmm. weekly claims are down. And, you know, it's one of those things. The, uh, we saw the economic numbers coming in pretty weak, and then the market moved up. We gained 65 points on the Dow yesterday after GDP has been, uh, again, revised to a negative number. And two consecutive quarters of negative growth yeah. is the technical or the uh, definition of a recession. Of course, no one's really calling for that. We're actually looking for closer to 3.5%, in the second quarter. And a lot of this was weather-related, but it just shows yeah, that the economy, we've still got some issues. It's uh, got some issues muddled through as Bob Dalt said last week and uh, but uh, but hey I know we got to take a break I want to get into these guys boy I am excited about what we're going to talk about uninsured motorist I mean how do you what are all the things so I got some great questions this is incredibly important I hope you will stick around uh, to be here for David Peel and listen to why uninsured motorist coverage is so incredibly important I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker we're here every Friday morning from 8 to 9 on talk money and stick around right now. We'll go quickly to traffic weather. Check out what's going on in New York with Market Watch, but we'll be right back. Access. Welcome back to Talk Money here on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. And our guests today are David Peel and Chris Ford, I believe that's correct. And, uh, boy, I tell you, we've got one of those programs. And, again, it's all about some things that people need to uh, – understand are extremely important. So let's dive in real quick. Uh, David Pilt is a personal injury attorney. He's located in Millington, Tennessee. Good friend. Uh, and uh, let me give his telephone number out right now. Those of you that have an opportunity, if you're driving, don't stop and write it down. Just just make a mental note. But uh, we'll always have it here at the studios. But it's 872-4229. But uh, it's David Pill at PillLawFirm.com. But David, uh, let me welcome you to the program, sir. Thank you for coming in and thank you for being here in the studio with us. Thank you very much. Uh, one of the biggest concerns, and uh, Keith and I always, as we prepare for a program, is thinking through this. When I say personal injury attorney, um, I'm sure you see all kinds of accidents and and stuff going on in the streets and and the hospitals and nursing homes of of Memphis, but kind of give me an idea of what's really happening. I mean, if, you know, by the way, that's the only accident I've had that I mentioned earlier. 
in in the last 35 years. Now, I shouldn't say that because going home today, we could have another one. But, That's exactly right. You better find the re- something. To- the reality is, you know, God's in charge of that, so I'll just let that happen if it happens. But, you know, when you don't have a lot of accident and you don't think a lot of that, you don't think that's important. But, David, you see a lot of stuff in Memphis, don't you? I do. As an injury attorney, I constantly run into situations where the unexpected happens, just like it happened to you and to the person that you hit 30 years ago. You didn't have to say that, though. <laughs> the person I hit. That sounds bad. I, I thought he said that exactly right. Yeah, that's well, what you said. You hit him. Hit, you know? Pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty accurate now that you think about it. Uh, but you're right. And uh, so, you know, you mentioned that we talked a little bit about uninsured motorists. And that's the coverage that's being, you know, it's very important. And I guess for, for a lot of people, and I know you, you do a lot of speaking in churches and, and civic clubs and, and just around the Mid-South, a lot of that. And you mentioned to us that when you talk about an uninsured motorist, you get almost like the deer in headlight look that people really don't understand what uninsured motorist is. And so can you give us a definition? Well, it's shocking because we have a, a high uninsured rate in the state of Tennessee and particularly high in Memphis, even though it's required a lot of the folks who are causing accidents are either uninsured entirely, uh, about 30% in Memphis and about 20, uh, 25, 28% in Tennessee in general, or they're underinsured, which means they only have 25,000, the bare minimums in Tennessee. I'll tell you, one life flight from an accident scene to the med and a night in the med or the regional one, as they call it now, and that 25,000 is gone. Yeah, that's uh, that's not enough. Do you find that a lot of people and uh, Chris, let me ask you this. Now, Chris is a state farm agent out in Millington, Tennessee. Uh, We'll give out his telephone number also. And that's uh, eight, seven, two, four thousand. But, Chris, I guess, um, do you find people push back when you mention to them they need uninsured motorists? I mean, uh, does that become an issue where you have to actually convince somebody to buy uninsured motors? Yeah, you really do because they they look at you like you said that during the headlights look about what is the cover, so why am I having to increase my monthly cost? Everybody thinks that everybody is required to have insurance, and so, in fact, if you get stopped and, you know, you, you're going to pay a ticket for speeding, they're going to ask you for two things, registration and your, your insurance card. So everybody seemingly believes that everybody's insured yeah they make the assumption that since it's the law everybody's going to obey the law and they're going to have the insurance so why would i even have to increase my coverage and chris even when you have uh, insurance coverage you don't have to have the uninsured motorist you can opt out uninsured motorist coverage well you really don't and that's a big fear that i see that some clients come to me and they don't have it because you can sign a waiver to uh have that right removed from your insurance policy which makes me nervous so i educate them on why we should add it back and even when we have that conversation, I can tell them they can double the coverage uh, on the average for about a dollar more a month. So it's not that expensive. I mean, not at all. All right, David, if you're if you're going to if you're going to tell us that that it's from your perspective, you're the attorney. Uh, and, uh, well, I was reading this in preparation for the program where you all kinds of things can happen. You you get into a car, you're driving, you, you think, you you know, that you're, you're going to you're doing great and everything. And you get hit by someone They're They've got a, They're uninsured and you're headed to the med with somebody in your car and you think it's all taken care of. And sometimes it's not right. It's 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 a bad feeling a week later when you get the accident report and it indicates there was no financial responsibility proven and therefore they got a ticket for that. And you realize it all falls on you. And suddenly you pull out your card and you see the U1 designation 
and you wonder how much do I have mm. because now I've got fifty thousand in medical bills. My buddy has forty five thousand in medical bills, and what's the story? And so that's the reason when I talk to these clubs and churches, I'll ask them, how much U.M. do you have? And it's a rare person who even knows. Oh, so let me let me ask this question. And Keith, help me with this. If I'm thinking uninsured motor, somebody said, I think, Chris, you said that twenty five thousand and that's just not enough. So give me the limits. Give me how much should uninsured motors? How much of that should I have? It's only a dollar a month more. How much should I actually be carrying and, and the protection? And you're, you're right. David, if you somebody runs into the hospital, you go to the med. Uh, you're not getting out of the med. We're, oh, the bill will go through the roof yeah. immediately. And David has some great articles. Uh, you know, some good hypotheticals, and and you know, it, it shows and illustrates all the different ways that this could apply. So, how much should you recommend for them? For well, when I when I look at someone's policy, uh, to start at there, there's two numbers that you got to look at. The first number is a per person limit. And the second number is a per accident limit. Okay, let's make sure we understand per limit, per limit. That means what is that? Give me an example. Hundred thousand. Okay, if you have if you have a twenty five thousand dollar limit per person, per person, per person, and then if you have a fifty thousand dollar limit per accident. Okay, time out. I want to make sure I get this. Twenty five thousand. That doesn't sound like a lot. Okay? It is not. And that's per person. So I got four people in the car, and all four are hurt. You've only got fifty thousand total for everybody but no more than 25,000 per person. That's not enough? No, that's not enough. I mean, you can uh, Let me ask this. I mean, uh, we're talking about someone that uh, you you end up having the accident and you're in the hospital. Um let's suppose they're disabled cuz Jacob's going to talk to us about, you know, the disability side of that. Help me with that, David. And now this person's in your car uh, and they're disabled. And uh, for whatever reason, I mean, we could give you all kinds of scenarios, but the reality is they're no longer able to work. Tell me what happens then. Well, it doesn't take very long to go through that fifty or $100,000 oh, no, policy. Just, that's that for just sure. Gone. Just evaporate. Yeah, just evaporate. And right. generally the guys who carry minimum limits or none are not going to have any assets that you can pursue. So you're winding up essentially settling for the limits of your own policy, again, which most people don't know. And this is true for hit and runs. This is true for someone who is uh, maybe carjacked a car, someone who's driving without permission, someone who's been excluded from the policy, someone who is just an unknown motorist. We have it every single week. But David, if I have if I have uh, health insurance, uh, surely then I won't need any extra coverage if I get hurt in an accident. That that would cover all of my my damages. I can understand why people think that, and that will help cover your medical bills. There's no question. However. As Jim pointed out, you can be disabled from this. There's lost wages. And, you know, some, type, some people see it as a bad thing, but there are s- such comments as pain and suffering, loss of consortium, loss of enjoyment of life. There's things that – and those come directly from Leviticus and Deuteronomy, mm. by the way. That's the basis of our tort law. Mm-hmm. We Christi- – the Christian tradition is the only tradition that values life and time mm. and freedom. Mm. That's a good point. So Great point. Here, here, I guess what I'm looking at, I mean, people need to, if you're, if you're running around with uninsured, then you don't have uninsured motors. Chris, help me with this. Guide me through the coaching that you would help someone to make a decision to get more 
coverage. I mean, I, I just I'm thinking I can't imagine somebody not having enough. I happen to know how much I have because I looked at it before we started this program. Isn't that funny? Because I look, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got I us all looking, right? You know, Art, did you look at yours? You know? But the reality is, guys, I mean, I'm sure that people listening to the program today have got to scratch their head and say, how much do I have? Right. So what would be the norm as a state farm agent that you would want someone in the Middleton, Memphis area, Mid-South area, our listening audience, tell us tell us what you would counsel somebody to have. Well, I would at least want to start at the 100000 per person, which is a $300,000 total per accident. Now, again, that dollar a month that you were saying, is that for the 100000 or am I going to end up paying $100 a month for the 100000 Well, your state minimums are twenty five fifty. Okay, state minimums. State minimums okay. are twenty five. I don't want the state minimum. That's right. That's, that's not that's out the door. Yeah. Okay. So, so to raise it to a hundred, three hundred, in that band is going to cost you maybe two dollars more a month. It's it's not it's it's. We're talking about peanuts. That's exactly right. Two dollars. I mean, you know that is one coke. Uh, that's not even a cup of coffee. No, <laughs> <laughs> you can't take, it. but but especially at Starbucks. But but here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, so we're not talking now. Is all I need is a hundred thousand, or can I get more? No, you can get more, and I do recommend more. And my rule of thumb is that middle number, that per accident number, needs to be more than the value of your home, which is our biggest asset. Per accident needs per, to be well, because if, if you get sued and something's wrong, they're going to go after your biggest assets, and that's the first place to start. So I at least want to protect people's home in the event of an accident. On top of, on top of that, then you're looking at uh, going to a, an umbrella policy, which I do recommend for business owners and people with assets. I and, Chris, what, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about umbrella policies. And, Jim, I could see you starting to do the math in your head, trying yeah, to figure I'm, out. I've uh, already figured it out. <laughs> if you're carrying enough. Maybe I'm uninsured. <laughs> if you're just joining us, I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker every Friday morning from 8 to 9 on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. Stick around, and we're going to be right back with David Pill, David from the Pill Law Firm, and Chris Ford, who's with State Farm Insurance. But first, let's take a quick break. Go to Charles Osgood for the Osgood File. Welcome back to Talk Money here on AM 990. Of course, Talk Money is brought to you every week from 8 to 9 by Shoemaker Financial, which has been providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service throughout the Mid-South since 1978. At Shoemaker, it is not about the plan. It's about the results. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. We were speaking with Chris Ford from State Farm Insurance about umbrella policies. And, Chris, you were explaining to us a little bit about what that is, uh, why it's an attractive option potentially for business owners. So go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more about umbrella policies. Well, the umbrella policy comes in if your uh, limits are exhausted under your homeowner's insurance, I mean under your automobile insurance, or homeowners, it could be the one, uh, then you go to the umbrella policy for the excess coverage that your policy may be lacking. So, so now, may, may, uh, when you say umbrella, I get this picture, this image, that it's kind of the umbrella over all the – it's the protection over all the things that could possibly happen. So if if I run through my my uninsured motorist, my personal liability that's all going on, that's going to be the one that kicks in second, and I'm still covered. So is that expensive? No, it's really not. Uh the underlying coverage is where we got to really focus our attention to. Okay, the base coverage. The base coverage right. because underneath the automobile coverage, the qualifications for that is 250000 500000 
all vehicles underneath that policy have to have those coverages, and then you can qualify to purchase the umbrella policy. Okay, so you okay, so you just don't walk in and say, "Give me an umbrella policy and forget everything else." Correct. You do have yeah, some underlying in, qualifications. That's, un- that's important. People. Well, it is important, that. and that makes sense that you're basically maxing out the other, and then you look at the umbrella to cover the gap. I I know deep down in my heart that that that, that people don't intentionally. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I was going to say intentionally break the law by not having coverage. But they choose. And so what we're saying to those that, and I think, Keith, you and I would be those that would want to have coverage, so we have coverage. Right. And therefore, we're protecting our loved ones or the people in our cars as we drove in today because we have uninsured motorists and we have an umbrella and all those things like that because we're protecting the person who's driving on the city streets of Memphis who doesn't have that. And, David, what I want to ask you, I, I just know you've got, tons of ideas and stories and stuff. I just need our listening audience to hear what can actually happen. So can you give us something and just, just kind of you know help us understand the magnitude we're talking about? Sure. There are all kinds of, of times where UM comes into play when, when your child is a pedestrian riding home with someone else. But a great story that illustrates it so accurately is that it, years ago in Millington, there were two ladies who were both wrecked pushed down embankments by a man who we found out later had carjacked a car in Memphis. Mm. We've heard of that happening. And a carjacker is, by definition, uninsured. He's driving without the permission of the owner. And so that she wrecked, he wrecks both these ladies, and they both have similar injuries, and about 45000 in medical bills each. They both, as things happened, came to my office within the same week for representation. One of them, I got them about a hundred grand off their policy. The other one I sent away the day she came because she did not have UM. It was at bad economic times, and she made a choice. That's how it really That's how works. it really can help. And that shows you how impactful it is. Jim, when you were saying, you know, we're protecting our loved ones, and certainly we are, but I think, you know, from a financial planning standpoint, for example, if you have an umbrella policy, you're protecting your retirement, so you're oh. insuring, you know, you're insuring the rest of your life. Well, they said home. I mean, the, Absolutely. You know, the first thing that Chris talked about is the fact that you can have your home confiscated as a result of this. I just think people forget that this is the way you do the planning. This is a fundamental. When we talk about financial planning here on the program, we talk about the pyramid, the bank base of the pyramid, the insurances. Now we talk about health insurance, life insurance, and we're going to talk with Jacob Norman coming up here in a few minutes about disability insurance. But this is a fundamental. This is the property and casualty side of what, you know, the basics that you've got to take care of and be sensitive to. We're talking with Chris Ford, State Farm Insurance out in Millington, and David Pill, uh, personal injury attorney also in Millington. And uh, you guys uh, really do help us understand how to get into this and how to think that what about the 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 I guess I have two questions. The swimming pool and then the reality, David, for you, the, the the swimming pool also it's not part of uninsured motorists. It's part of the homeowners. But what do you need to think about? What do you tell our listeners about? Be careful with swimming pools, but have them covered. Absolutely. If if there's ever anybody that needs an umbrella policy, it's the presence of a swimming pool. Because right, wrong, or indifferent, if somebody drowns in that pool your assets are at risk. Mm. You can argue that they didn't have permission. You can argue all these other things, but that's your property. It's your property to supervise. It's going to be very difficult to beat that case. And so if there's ever, as Chris mentioned, if there's ever a time to have a personal umbrella policy, swimming pools are required. And and some insurance companies are 
you know, require quite a bit more coverage because of that. Because of the swimming pool. So, Chris, I mean, help us with that. How, is that expensive, or does the umbrella just cover it? Well, the umbrella will cover that, your your homeowner's uh, liability insurance. Uh, you have 100000 automatically built in. I normally always recommend that, that the insureds go up to a half a million dollars under their homeowners, and it's on the average about a dollar a month. Like you say, we're, we're coming back to that theme again. You know uh, what? I, that just reminded me. I, I'm afraid that the the public thinks that because Chris is saying, "Guys, you, you, you 250 is not enough. You need to have a you know 500 thousand. It's going to cost you an extra." They're thinking, "Well, he's selling me more insurance. He's padding his pocket." When reality, David, you're telling them that guys, here's some real stories that happen and. They can be extremely devastating to to the client, to the to the homeowner, to the automobile owner. Uh, that person that's sitting in the back seat somehow dies. Those are terrible things. Right. I mean, we have a responsibility under Philippians to look out for the interest of Absolutely. others, not only our own. Not only our own. And I mean, you know, another easy easy example to discuss is. Uh, you're you're giving somebody uh, maybe a ride to the store, maybe from church, and it's, maybe it's an elderly lady. You're you're driving with her. Y'all are rear-ended by somebody who doesn't stop. Turns out she had forgotten to pay her insurance up. Mm. So he has no insurance. She has no insurance. You know what? You're hurt. You have no one to go after if you don't have UM. Over and over again, you see this theme. So what Chris and I are both saying is protect yourself, protect your family. UM is for people in your car and in your household. Who else in the world should you protect? And in your household, David, so if you have children and they're riding with someone else and the other person doesn't have insurance and they get hurt, are they still covered under your policy? 100%. They can be a – we've had pedestrians down at University of Memphis covered by mom and dad's policy who got hit by a hit-and-run driver. Covered by mom and dad's auto insurance. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether they drive or not, it doesn't matter. They could be underage. They could be riding home with a coach who maybe auto pays his bills and he messed up his computer and didn't know it wasn't paid. Could have changed his address. People's insurance laps. It just happens. And you know what? If it lapses for 24 hours, guess when the accident's going to occur? Oh, sure. Always in that Always, window. Yeah. I guess, Chris, let me ask this last question for you. I mean, uh, the cost of umbrella is there. You're trying to counsel somebody through. Uh, we're looking from a financial planning standpoint. Is the bases covered? Is that bottom half of the pyramid really taken care and of? And plus, I think, you know, when we think about financial planning, a lot of times it's a cost-benefit analysis. Absolutely. Well, the cost is very small, and the potential benefit is huge. So it kind of makes it a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. But yet, Chris, what would you say to that person listening that, you know, step out there and do something. Don't just say it's going to go away. What do you tell them? Listen, listen to the agent uh, when they try to educate you on, on the cost of UM. And let me go back and let me just answer the one question about the umbrella policy that I don't think I've answered is that once you've satisfied all the underlying limits of your policies, mm-hmm. the, a million-dollar umbrella on the average is going to run you about $25 a month. So it's not, like I say, it's not a very expensive policy. It only gets expensive if you don't have the protection. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. Well, that's a good point. That's, uh, you know, and of course, all of us buy insurance, as we're going to talk with uh, Jacob Norman coming up. Uh, you buy disability. If you're disabled, guess what? You can't get it. I mean, if you could protect your retirement and your home for $25 a month, 
I, that's no problem. I'm in. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. So, well, guys, thank you so much. Now, let me make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you. That's uh, David Pill. He is an attorney out in Millington, Tennessee. Uh, telephone number for David is 872-4229, just in Millington. Or if anybody wants to give David a call, personally, a good friend, a very honorable guy. Uh, I definitely, David, if I was in a situation, I'd want you to represent me for sure. Right. David Pill at PillLawFirm.com. Uh, that's David Pill at PillLawFirm.com. And, of course, uh, Chris Ford with State Farm Insurance, also in Millington. His telephone number, 872-4000. I like that, David. Easy number. I'm one of those easy <laughs> number guys. 872-4000. Guys, thanks so much. It's been a great program. You've helped me. I think you helped all of us. And uh, you know, Very uh, practical advice. You know, something that we often don't think about because it's something that has to be taken care of. And we push it out of our mind. We do. Uh, and, by the way, I did hit the guy. Okay, I ran into the backup. <laughs> I know, I did, I did. You don't have to remind me. Hey, my amazement comes from the fact that there's only one. Uh, so. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh. Good point. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for being a part of the program today. Thank thanks, you. gentlemen. All right. Well, hey, we got Jacob Norman coming up, and I'm excited because today's talking about things that we just take for granted. It really is, and, you know. And I, we love to talk about investments and planning, but we have got to address these things. We have to look at the potential liabilities. I don't it's want so important. Anybody that's driving on the streets of Memphis that uh, don't have the uninsured motorist, don't have the umbrella coverage. Uh, you're, you said it earlier. They're protecting their home, their retirement plan, things they've spent a lifetime to accumulate can go away because they forgot to cover it. And in that that type of insurance, you know, at a very reasonable cost. Yeah. All right, we got uh, Jacob Norman coming up right after this break. If you're just joining us, I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker every Friday morning from eight to nine on AM nine ninety, the Voice of Memphis. But now we're going to go to Rebecca Brazier for a Mid South History moment. But stick around; we'll be right back with Jacob Norman to talk a little bit about how you can insure your income. Welcome back to Talk Money here on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. Of course, you can always listen to us in one of three ways. Either listen to us on the radio at AM 990. You can go on the Internet, search for our homepage, kwam990.com. Just click on Watch and Listen Live up in the top left-hand corner and watch us on the Internet. Or go to the App Store, download our free mobile app, KWAM990, and listen to us on your mobile device. Now, we've also got a couple of new things. Now you can go to iTunes, search for Shoemaker Financial Talk Money, and we will have podcasts of previous shows up for you to listen to should you miss one of the shows. And, Jim, I've also got a couple of housekeeping items I wanted to mention. As far as some things we're doing at the firm, we've got a, a seminar next week, Putting a Purpose Behind Your Money. Uh, this is geared towards young couples who are starting out on their journey together looking at financial planning. It is Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday, June 3rd at 6.30 p.m. So should you want to uh, come to so that? All they, if they're looking to come, all they need to do is call uh, Judy at the, at That's the right. reception area. And 757-5757. Let Judy know you'd like to attend. And again, it's next Tuesday night at 6.30, putting a purpose behind your money, uh, geared towards young couples. Caldwell and Brian. It'll be Caldwell Hughes and Brian Nanny. They're two great guys. Two good advisors. That's and, you good. know, if you'd like to come by, we would love to have you. And it's for young couples. So for it's, young uh, couples. So people that are kind of getting started, Jacob's going to help us with a disability coming up, but that's kind of good for young couples to kind of get good moving along, and that's good. It really is, and we've always got a lot of things going on at the firm, so if you like us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with everything that's going on, and we would encourage you to do that. Yeah, some of the pictures they put on there, hmm. Well, a little questionable. <laughs> Miss Eleanor uh, will absolutely post some pictures, and sometimes she posts some of you and I that I don't I know are that flattering, but uh, 
uh, you know, we'll just roll with that yeah, one. That's true. Again, I've got a face for radio. <laughs> Well, that's why we do radio. That's why we do radio. All right. Oh, my goodness. Jacob Norman is with us today. Jacob is one of our advisors and uh, works with a lot of young couples, and he's going to help us understand a little bit about disability uh, insurance and and why it's important. And, and, and Jacob, I really want to dive in a little bit of the subject about some of the myths that people have pertaining to their group insurance. And I uh, will kind of get into that and and talk about that. But a couple of statistics. You know, uh, here's the free. Frequency. Here's some thoughts for you. And I really, this is kind of gets your attention. A home fire. Okay. We had a fire at the office, but a home fire, one out of every uh, homes, 88 homes is going to have a home fire. One out of every 88. You know, that's the frequency. Now here's serious auto accidents. One out of every 70 autos will have a a serious type of auto. Those are not good odds. No, it's not. (laughs) Death. Now, this is this in one year, one out of every 106 people will die. Of course, we're all going to die. We know that. But, I mean, you're, you know, your risk of being disabled is great if you're looking at any given year, one out of, you know, 106 people are going to die. But here's disability. One out of eight people. One out of every eight. Will have a disability of and some kind. boy, do I not like those odds. That's a bad odd. That you know? is terrible odds. And, and the thing about it is a 30-year-old male. Now, Jacob, how old are you, Jacob? 27. 27. See, young man. I remember those years, years ago. I vaguely remember something about that, right? <laughs> but uh, this is a 30-year-old man has one in five chances of suffering a long-term disability before his retirement. Here's another statistic. A 30-year-old female, a 30-year-old woman has one in three chances of suffering a long-term disability. That, and, that is, that's a really big chance. And so, that, I mean, we have to look at that. 50% of the people who suffer disabilities longer than six months are still disabled after five years. And I think it's important for people to to realize this. I mean, when we're talking about setting up your financial future, looking at a financial plan with those kind of numbers, uh, you know, no one likes to think about being disabled. But with those kind of odds, you have to plan for it. You have have to. to think about it. More people lose their homes today from disability than through fire or death. So let's do this real quick. I want to introduce this uh, fine young man, uh, Jacob Norman, one of our younger advisors, 27 years old. We have some young folks. That's good. We do. And uh, so, Jacob, welcome to the program. And uh, thank you, sir, for getting up early this morning and being with us. Happy to be here. Good. <laughs> I, uh, what is, you know, one of the leading questions, I guess, and I, I start with this, if we're going to talk about what's kind of the the starting point for disability, I want to know what do you call, Jacob, in your terms, is the greatest asset that a person might have? Not your home, not your retirement plan. What is it? Is it your voice? <laughs> no, no, not your voice. Not. If you've ever heard me sing, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely it's not, it's not for us. Anyway. Hey, this was all about me, Jacob. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we ask the same questions to our client whenever they come in. And, and most oftentimes, uh, they come back with something like the brain. Uh, which is, is not a terribly wrong answer. Uh, so we often correct them. It's your ability to get up every morning, go into work, and, and pull in the income to support your family. So when you talk about that, I mean, that's uh, – I used to talk about this early on years ago, talk to, to the young people, is that if I had a box, you know, and this box could generate 
$50,000 a year. Every year, regardless, let's just say every month I could go and get $4,150 or whatever it turns out to be. Uh, every month, just go and it's in the box. It's just generated. It printed it for me. It's legal. I just kept, Would I take care of the box? There would not be a bit of dust on the box. That's right. I would make sure that it was in a temperature control room. I'd make sure that I changed <laughs> the oil and the grease and everything else. I it's mean, I would protect key. the box. <laughs> And what you're saying, Jacob, the box is that that income ability, that ability to earn an income is what you're protecting when you talk about that. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, I think the key is let's. Uh, let's and it's hard to look at that as an asset because oh. you, you just don't you just don't think of we that as, as something granted. like, you know, an account that you have or your home. You just don't think of it. as You an know, asset. that's a good point. I, I, you take it for granted. I can remember when I was diagnosed with cancer and the, the, the three most common reasons for disability is an accident. That's obviously one of the biggies. But the, the other is a heart attack. Uh, and I believe in cancers, one of them. Uh, so, you know, back problems is, is a big issue for, right. for disability. I can remember when I was diagnosed and uh, that the doctor said to me, he said, do you want to be disabled? Now, he was not asking that like, you know. No, he was, he was a legitimate he was, question. He was saying, yeah. how do you feel? Do you feel like you can work? Well, I obviously thought I could. And uh, so I said, no, I don't want to be disabled. But what he was saying is you have a cancer that, that is, uh, will cause you to go through a period of being disabled. And, and actually it did. But I wasn't permanently disabled. But it made me think. It made me come to reality that, hey. This is I've been talking about this for 40 years. Now it's happening to me, to you. And God forbid, what if that had happened at 30? No question. That is that is an issue. So if the box that we're talking about, if it's your asset, Jacob, is the person that, that we're making it, how do you protect it? A personal long-term disability policy. So when you do that, I mean, there's uh, there's something. Tell me about what a personal long-term disability is. Well, you can be provided disability through a number of ways, one of which being through a group policy through work. Or you can go out and you can seek and find your own personal long-term disability policy. Or you can do a combination of the two. Okay. Well, when you talk about that, sh- should I need an individual policy or do I get group coverage? Group coverage is great, and it's great in the sense of it's free, but it also has a downside in the sense that you don't own it. It is not yours. So if I leave, if I have a group policy and I'm at a, an employer and I take another job, does that group policy go with me? Absolutely not. Okay, so it's something offered by the employer, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people really don't understand all the benefits they get through their benefits package. All right, well, give me some definitions. What's the reasons why group insurance would not be sometime, maybe something that's, that I should look at a little differently? You definitely want to look and see what it affords you. So a group policy can be very restrictive. Uh, You're covering a lot of people through a group policy, so it may not be the the specific fit you're looking for for your coverage. Uh, Also, since you don't own it, the employer can cancel this policy at any time. Uh, And also, uh, it may not be defined correctly. yeah, now talk to us about that, Jacob, because I know when we're thinking about disability insurance policies and, and this definition of what constitutes a disability is incredibly important because the coverage really just uh, uh, keys off of that. So how is that potentially a bad thing with a group policy? Well, it could be defined its own occupation versus any occupation. So a lot of times a group policy is defined as what you're doing for that job. And if you're unable to do that specific job, you're considered disabled. You know, one of the things about group disability, a lot of people have this mindset that's going to, you know, groups going to normally pay 65 to 60% of a person's wages. When we, uh, after the break, I want to come back and I want to talk about, you know, when a person says I could get by on 60% of my income, 
Jacob, I want you to help me look at that because I think that's a, a lot of problems with people living with that. That's Absolutely. a major, major cost. So when we come back, let's talk about how some of, some of the myths around group insurance. I'm Keith Quinn. I'm here with Jim Shoemaker every Friday morning from 8 to 9 on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, check out what's going on with traffic and weather, and with Ann Cates in New York to see the opening of the stock market. Stick back, or stick around. We'll be right back with Jacob Norman to talk about some of the myths revolving around group disability insurance. Welcome back to Talk Money on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. Jim, I just heard the stock market's crashing. It's down 45 points. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Art, take care of this. (laughs) We've got Jacob Norman in the studios with us, and we're talking about disability. And, Jacob, before the break, I ask you a question. Some of these people, I mean, we, we talk to people all the time that have this group disability, and they say, well, you know, I got this, I got this. And we're 100% for it, but the reality is they need to understand some issues about group disability. And what I had said was if they had 55 to 60%, a lot of people think, hey, I got 55 to 60% of my income. Should I get disabled at work? Is that always the case? No, not at all. Typically through a group plan, somebody's paying your premium. Right, usually the employer, right? Absolutely. So if you somebody's paying that premium for you, you can – Bet, take it to the bank that they're going to be taking a tax deduction on that. So, it's, so 50 or 60% of your income, but it's taxable to you. Yes. So, at, all in all, you're actually probably looking around 45%. Yeah, that's pretty tough. A huge distinction. That is a big distinction. Also, another myth is that I can contribute to my 401k plan if I'm disabled and I'm getting group disability. And of course, they're thinking, hey, I'm, I'm okay because I can continue contributing. And the reality is. You have to earn income to be a 401k. So disability is considered unearned income. So you cannot put that into your retirement plan. You know, I guess if I, a lot of people think of this way, and I can remember for me, uh, the reality was that, um, I, I, you know, if I get uncovered and I can go back part time, uh, Jacob, does that always work? I mean, if a person goes back to work part time, are they okay? Is that, uh, or is that part time considered partial disability then? That's considered partial disability. So if it's partial disability, what happens to their income? I mean, is it does you continue? Does that does that mean that the disability payments go down? I mean, that's usually the case. Yes. Okay. And then so they got the disability payments go down. You're not making enough because and so you you've got to be careful just using partial disability. Jacob, you earlier said uh, something about the definition of disability. I mean, why is it important that a person understands the definition of their disability? You can, from that, you can derive what you're able to do. In some sense, in some policies, like, such as a personal policy, uh, you can actually go and work and provide income through another career, through another job form. Uh, so through a group policy, policy, typically they describe it as your own occupation, and you cannot go and work at all to, to earn this income. Mm. Um, but um, say you are a dentist doctor and you cannot perform those duties as a dentist or doctor, 
you may be able to go and find another way of income if you is defined correctly in your disability policy. So again, Keith, it's just people, that's important, and that's something you know. You to, may have a disability policy, but if you don't understand what the definition of a disability is in that policy, you don't know how you're covered. Exactly. So, you know, Jacob, thank you so much, guy. I mean, we've had uh, two good discussions today. We talked about the umbrella coverage, uninsured motorists. The, the, again, we're talking about the foundation of what's going on in in the whole idea behind, uh, you know, knowing the foundational base. So the reality is that um, you got a plan around it. And what we talked about was having, I, I think, the base coverage of uninsured motorists, the umbrella, and then all of a sudden disability. And, and so, Jacob, thanks, Guy, for being a part of the program. And if anybody today. wants yeah, to reach out to, to Jacob, yeah, thanks, Jacob. You know, reach out to him, 757-5757. He'd be happy to sit down with you and talk Absolutely. about this. and walk you through that definition of disability. I appreciate you talking about the fact that the most important asset we have is our ability to work. The, the myths around, you know, the protection that we think we have at work does not always mean that we're going to be able to survive. We talked about statistics, people losing their homes. More people lose their home than by fire. Incredibly and, important. And that's important. That's important. We have a guest in the studio. Our boss is here. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we need to bring her in and have her to sit down with us. And, you know, yes, she's, ma'am. She, she's coming in and going to have a seat with us. And she runs our marketing and all the things. And she uh, does our Facebook. And, I mean, she's here to she really does. Like us on Facebook to see everything that she's doing. Absolutely. So welcome, Miss Eleanor. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Right. We may, this may be our last show. Right. <laughs> My marketing is going to change you. <laughs> but you do a great job for us. And I know you run Facebook. You do all the things at the office. And, you know, and plus the biggest, you do all the events. Yes. I mean, you tell me that is a project. <laughs> I love to party. <laughs> <laughs> she does. No one is better at yeah. helping us set these things well, up. Let me say this to all the people listening. We appreciate uh-huh. what you do. Yes, well, thank, thank you very you. much. You thank do you. a great job for us. I mean, uh, we, the events are always phenomenal, and Facebook is always fun to see, and we thank you for that. Well, thank you. I, lo- I love doing it, and I appreciate it. And um you better be careful here. Great. Thanks, Eleanor. <laughs> I want to thank everyone on the show today. We had a great show. Thank Art Frederick, our program director, Jeff Long, our compliance officer, David Peel and Chris Ford, uh, Jacob Norman, and also Rebecca Brazier, for, who reads our Mid-South History Moments, and Drew Johnson, who writes them. I'm Keith Quinn. And I'm Jim Shoemaker. Please join us next week when we'll help you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment Investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.